welcome to Kick Arts with Emma and Stephen, New Zealand's comprehensive art show brought to you on Planet FM 104.6 and streaming live around the globe thanks to our podcasts, which you can download from planetaudio.org.nz. Tonight, we're chatting with people in Raglan, Auckland and Wellington all about their events coming up. We're chatting all things music with the very talented Chris Bates and Sharon is in the studio with some well-overdue book reviews. Another busy night and to kick it off as it's time to start thinking about Christmas, here is Megan Trainers. I'll be home.
I'll Be Home, Megan Trainer, and we just all said in the studio, what a really nice song that is, eh? Yeah, it was really cool. Nice and, and catchy, good old Megan Trainer. So, um, another week, getting close to Christmas. I've, I've held off the Christmas music till now, but it kind of feels right now. We're in the countdown. Mm, mm, I feel like I'm singing a lot of it in preparation for next week. Yes, and we'll be talking about that a little later in the we show. Are. So, uh, another busy week. What did you get up to in the arts world this week, Emma? What did I get up to this week? Um, I've got lots of students preparing for exams, so I've been doing a bit of that. And then on Friday night, I joined you for a pretty awesome night out. Yeah, the Enchanted Christmas. So that's playing at Ellerslie Racecourse in the Big Top Tent. It says Moscow Circus. It's now Weber Brothers Circus, but they're kind of all connected. Um, for a very different night out. Definitely a different night out. Um, one, I guess, great for little kids. I mean, I sat there at one point and just looked at little kids in the front row, just loving it. It's a mixture of circus, theatre. It's got Megan Alatini from the old True Bliss days in the lead role. And it's kind of a concert meets circus. Yeah, yeah. I think you've got to be prepared for a bit of a, well, it's a whole night out because, of course, there's a little bit of a holding tent first with some pretty special stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. So bring a few dollars because your kids will want to buy some things in that area. I'm sure they will. And make sure you realise that your dollars need to be exchanged for Santa dollars, which means lining up to get your Santa dollars. Yeah. Imagine a trip to the Easter show and you've kind of got that in your head, then at a concert with some circus acts. Yeah, and some and, big balloons. And some massive balloons, yeah. yeah. It's an entertaining night out on all different levels. It sure is. Excellent. Well, I also went to the Royal New Zealand Ballet this week. Thank you so much for inviting us to a fantastic performance of Sleeping Beauty. I took my 14-year-old daughter, who is a dancer, who just was spellbound for three hours of outstanding performance, um, couldn't rate it higher, sets, costumes, the orchestra was outstanding, the performance was top-notch and that was opening night. So highly recommend it, Royal New Zealand Ballet's Sleeping Beauty. And you've been busy with a conference all weekend? Yeah, so we've had the um, National... Arts and Education Alliance Association Hui this weekend, just trying to get that a little bit tighter in our establishment phase. So that was a weekend of talking establishment, constitutions, governance. Very exciting, now I'm saying. It's it's extremely exciting, but as you know, two days of talking governance is a bit tiring. But I ended it today with, I popped over to the Creative Youth Arts Market. Um, Some of you will remember that we had two of the team from Creative Youth Takapuna in in March when they originally had planned to hold the market, which was going to be for youth with craft. Um, There were performances, so it was from two to six. And finally, after having four different postponements, I think, um, Mm. today was the day. Because it does feel like a long time ago since we had them in here. It sure was, but it was lovely catching up with Maddie from Maddie's Baking, um, known on Facebook as Thorn and Rose, and getting to see her so proud of the fact that they were... um, doing their thing. 
Fantastic. And earlier in the week, we need to acknowledge a huge thank you to our listeners because our show ranked in the top 10 once again for um, community programs. So a big thank you, a top 10 listenership. Much appreciated to everyone who listens in and downloads our podcast. And at that event, we found out the exciting news that Planet FM is moving to a new home in the new year to brand new studios uh, just up in Mount Albert with a whole lot of brand new gear and everything, which if anyone's been in here before knows that this is a little on the older side. So really exciting and congratulations to the Planet FM board who have been working very hard for many years to put money aside for that. Now we've got two fabulous guests in the studio tonight. Sharon's here for some book reviews a little later on. Welcome, Sharon. Thank you, Stephen. I'm looking forward to it. Nice to have you in person and not on the end of the phone. Oh, it's nice to be here. <laughs> I'll now pick up on the cues of I'm um, talking too much. <laughs> <laughs> so Shaz's book reviews will be a little later in the show. And Chris Bates is joining us to talk all things music. Welcome, Chris. Thank you. I'm not smart enough to talk about books. <laughs> well, but we'll find out a little later on what inspires you into your music. Sweet. <laughs> so, great lineup, And we're also going to chat a little later with some people from Raglan and Wellington about events coming up. We're definitely a national program. We sure are. So, Chris, we're going to kick it off with you tonight. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your music journey for our audience who may not have tuned in yet, but will after tonight. Sure, yeah. So I um, I tried reviewing books, and then I realized that I had to read books to review books. <laughs> Turned out that was a problem because I can't read English. I, I can, but, you know, I'm just a bit lazy. Um, no, so, I yeah, I actually started playing the violin when I was a little kid. So I was into that classical kind of background thing because my mom was like, you have to play a sport or an instrument. And I was like, sweet, I guess I'll play an instrument. And it was the violin because my friend played the violin. Uh, down a couple years, I was like 13, sweet, picking up guitar, played guitar, started writing songs. And then ever since then, I've written songs and played guitar and sang and stuff like that. And yeah, it's been kind of all up from there. Can you still play the violin? Don't ask, but like probably a little bit, yeah. There's some stuff I remember that I had to play for the exams. Mm. There's one that went. I'll never be able to get that out of my head. Well, you, I, I wish you I could. Did a lot better than me because I think I gave up on nursery rhymes. I think Mary had a little lamb was screeched out in my neighbourhood. A solid tune. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's very handy at parties. It is. Yeah, yeah. ABC. And yeah. does that mean that um, when you're writing your music, though, can you imagine them with the full string section and the orchestra like being played big time, not just the guitar and voice? Uh, you see, I don't aim that high. I'm like, what can I make this bearable to people to listen to it? So, uh, nah, I joke. <laughs> I joke. Uh, I mean, the music I make nowadays is more kind of like, I guess, poppy, like Charlie Puth, kind of Ed Sheeran, a little bit kind of vibe, but man. But like, you see people like Ed Sheeran, and they have the odd song that has like an orchestral, mm. like, backing to it, and I'd love that for one or two of my songs, for sure, because... So you could get the violin out and you could record yourself playing those little stringy bits and try. then, and then try. overlay it on top of your guitar. I could try. My brother plays a viola. Oh, well, there, there you we go. go. You've got a full yeah. strings. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Get Sharon on the spoons and we're done. I know some cellists. You know some yeah. cellists? Yeah. All right, we'll chat we've got the full, We've got the full we'll string chat. section. Yeah. Yeah. Sussed. All right, next album, just strings. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So tell us about your music so far. What are some of the songs that you've released so far? Yeah, so I've um, released... Uh, a fair few singles this year and last year kind of but um, they've all kind of been one-offs but this year recently last month I think it was uh, October 31st I think it was I put out an EP my first EP called They Don't Know Thing About Me which um, has five songs on it um, yeah one's called Chasing Kites what I put out 
which I put out late last year. One's called Minute, which um, I put out early this year. One's called Find A Way. One's called Hold Me. Um, and one's called Used To This. That's cool. Yeah. And I mean, in this crazy old year, for anyone to put anything out is an achievement, uh, let alone a full EP. Mm, appreciate that. Yeah, it's been a fun, it's been a fun ride for sure. So, what ins- what's the inspiration behind the music? Is there a theme, or you know, what what makes you sit down and write this? Her. Oh. Oh. I'm just oh. joking. I'm oh. just joking. I'm just joking. Oh. Um, no. we're, we're <laughs> I'm just joking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, just just nothing. No. Nothing inspired. Nah, I, I don't know. It's just I made them all with my mate. Um, Eddie, who produced it, and Hold Me and Find A Way are featuring a couple of my friends. So they were all just made kind of in my mate Eddie's studio, just like having fun. Um, yeah, kind of seeing where we went with it. Each of them kind of has a cool story on its own. And yeah, it's a cool little five-song project, I reckon. Cool. Yeah. And what are you working on at the moment? Heaps more music. I have way too many songs in the bank. And I'm just trying to figure out what to do with them and which EPs to put them on or which albums or whatever it is. But um. I'm, right now I'm working on what I'm putting out early next year because there should be a couple of singles and then hopefully an EP. But um, yeah, kind of seeing how it goes. It's a good position to be in, Emma, having things in the bank. Mm. I'd like stuff in the bank. <laughs> Preferably money. So I'd like that as well. Yeah. yeah. I only mean songs. I don't mean the other one. Yeah. yeah. So how hard is it making music these days financially? I mean, you're, financially, a, young, you're a young guy. How are you, how are you making this happen? Uh, financially, well, nowadays it's pretty pretty easy thankfully because you can kind of just get a computer and then get a mic and then get an interface and then that's you sussed right. pretty much or take advantage of your mates which is what i do who have cooler gear but um it's pretty cool because nowadays you don't really need a massive studio to hire or anything it can be cool if you want like a big band set up or anything like that but yeah i'm kind of lucky i have a little setup at home that I, I do a lot of music with which is great which is great so yeah not too crazy because um i definitely don't have a lot of money so is it you know your full-time job uh, not not quite. I, I teach as well. I teach music as well to some kids, but um, yeah. Well, but cool. music full time, I guess. Yeah. But that's cool. Where do you teach music to kids? Um, on the shore. I'm a shore boy. So I'm from the North Shore in Yay. Dairy Flat with all the sheep and all the alpacas and all the cows and all the horses, all the chickens. Um, so up there, there's a there's a few kids I teach how to sing and how to play guitar, or I try. Yeah. Fantastic. That's cool. And gigs playing live. How much of that have you done? Yeah, a little bit. I um I started when I was like 13 playing open mic nights, which was flipping terrifying at first because I was like, what the hell am I doing? But the more you do it, the more you get used to it, and the more you learn about how to perform and how to not be terrible. I don't know. I feel like I'm still learning. But um, yeah, and I did a, a release party in town for the EP that came out last month, which was super fun. And the odd gig like that is cool. Um, yeah, just opening for some people and stuff like that. But yeah. Who's your target audience? Who do you think your music appeals the most to? Um, just anyone and everyone. <laughs> He's <laughs> nah. a promoter as well. <laughs> yeah. Just everyone, just buy my music. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, anyone that wants to listen to it. I guess it's pretty poppy. So I guess it's kind of that Charlie Puth, like, loud, Sharon kind of audience. But I really want to make music that appeals to everyone. I don't want to make any, like, exclusively this or exclusively that. Because also, like, artists evolve over time and they make different kinds of music. I just want to write good songs and whatever kind of genre that is. I don't really know. I feel like genres aren't really a thing anymore as much, which is cool with Spotify. But yeah. It's really nice to have a young musician in the studio who hasn't straight away gone to um, indie pop. Mm. 
Mm. Because obviously we've had about four or five people in the last mm. weeks who have all said that they've had an influence and that they feel that they are indie pop. Oh, no, I am indie pop. Oh, you are? No, I'm not. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you didn't say it though. I, I said it, it and then you copied it, so that's not quite so bad. No, uh, no, nah, nah, I don't know. I'm pretty pop, I'm not going to lie. A lot of people hate on pop. I'm here to defend pop. Cool. You can, you know, fight me afterwards, it's right. Yeah. It, and who inspired you musically? So growing up, uh, where do you get this from? Other than mum making you play the violin. Other than mum. Okay, uh, who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? A lot of people kind of, I don't know, I guess I look at it quite like, okay, so originally, yeah, my mum played violin, played violin, and then I was like, you know what? Oh, you know who first got me into music? I started playing electric guitar. U2. I started listening to a lot of U2. Um, like Where the Streets Have No Name and With or Without You and all those kind of classics. And I learned Sunday Bloody Sunday on guitar. That was my first song I think I learned on guitar. And then U2. And then I got really, really into Ed Sheeran and got the acoustic guitar going, writing flipping sad, sad breakup songs, even though I'd never been through a breakup at the time. Um, that and then got into like more pop music. Justin Bieber fan, not gonna lie. Charlie Puth fan. All those guys. I really, I really like a guy called Lauf now. And um, yeah, there's a lot of cool pop music, especially Kiwi artists. There's so many cool Kiwi artists. Was there music in your education at school? Yeah, for sure. I did music. Yeah, I also studied it. <laughs> I just came out of that at uni, which is cool. I had great music teachers and stuff like that. So, did that? Do you think they inspired you, or or Definitely. more kind of championed you to keep going? Definitely. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I, it's something I don't really think about. I don't know what it would have been like if I didn't have a real supportive high school music teacher. She was great. She just, half the time, would have like a study period where we'd, we were supposed to study stuff. Half the time I was like, sweet, I, I have music work to do. Can I go to the music room? <laughs> half the time I didn't have music work to do. Um, but I went there and just played music and she was all good with it. So, nah, she's super cool. Yeah. Let's go. Does she have a name? Can we promote her? Can we Please say do. you're uh, amazing? Her name's Joe Clayson. I don't know if you guys know. And what school was that at? Uh, Kingsway School, up on the coast, deep north. Yeah. Ah, cool. great. Well done, Joe. Kingsway School do good musicals. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting hearing Justin Bieber being mentioned. Haven't had that name in the studio for a while. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I'm not sorry, you know. I'm not. No, no, absolutely. A good Bieber song's good. Although it did remind me, my eldest daughter, when she was about seven or eight, we got the dreaded phone call from the principal and being called into school because she'd done something really bad and we'd go on in and she'd had a headache at the start of the day and we'd given her a couple of Nurofen but they were from America so they were bright green but they were just Nurofen just a different brand Advil or something and she'd gone and given them to a kid who absolutely loved Justin Bieber and evidently they were anti-Justin Bieber pills and if you take them it will stop you liking Justin Bieber which I chuckled away to myself until we discovered the poor kid was allergic and it became a big deal <gasps> so oh, no. yeah that's my, my love Justin stop. Bieber you can't <laughs> suppress the Bieber like the Bieber mania it's, not it's, even with a green pill you can't sorry Jamie no. um, tell us about Minute we're going to play that in a minute so what's Minute all about it's a clever clever plan words there um, yeah, Minute is a song that I made probably late last year. It came out early this year. Like I say, I made with my mate, Eddie, who produced it. And, um, it's just a fun little song. It's kind of like, I don't really know what to call it. It's like hazy pop kind of R&B. Just a fun little song about like meeting someone in like a club or like someone, I don't really go to clubs, but just like meeting someone and being like, you know what? You're pretty cool. We should hang out. Is that her? It's, it's, it's her. It's oh. about her. Oh, cool. <laughs> I get a trend here, though. He's writing music about things he hasn't done. 
So it'll be interesting in time, Chris, mm. if your music changes as different things unfold in I mean, life. I kind of lie. There's certain inspirations for certain yeah. songs, you know what I mean? We're just not naming her. All right, here yeah. we go. She's here, just her. Here is Minute by Chris Bates. Where we gonna go, my babe? Cause I don't think I'm thinking straight. Bates. Well done, Chris. That's a great sound. Thank you very much. Thank you. We were just saying it's it's that, you know, summer vibes, summer chill, summer's here. Mm. Bit of a chill one. I'm a fan for the chill, the chill beats. What's it like sitting listening to your music playing in the background? Just turn that off, please. <laughs> I'm sick of it. 
<laughs> quitting music. Oh, no. We're going to inspire you for your next yeah. song. Yeah. All right, we're going to catch up with uh, Chris a little later in the show. Right now, though, on the phone, it gives me great pleasure to welcome the wonderful Heather, who is all involved in the Raglan Arts Summer School. Welcome to the show, Heather. Hey, Stephen. It's nice to be here. Great to have you. And tell us... What is Raglan Arts Summer School all about? Because I've seen your promo. You've got some good names helping you out. Yes, well, I do have to correct you. It's oh. Raglan Summer Arts School. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that, that's, that's Stephen's typing late at night. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, what we have come up with is, you know, this year has been just dreadful, hasn't it? You know, the whole Certainly. COVID and all of that. And uh, lots of people uh, are looking for interesting new um, resetting of the clock activities to do for 2021, which we all think is going to be fabulous. (laughs) We hope it's going to be fabulous. So we decided, a group of us here in Raglan, to um, pull together a summer art school. So we have five dreams of uh, learning five different courses all being held out of the Raglan Community Arts Centre and we're just so excited about it Stephen. That's cool. So tell us what different things can we do if we sign up? Right. We've got very experienced um, practitioner artists who are also teachers um, first one I'll come up with is Wanda Barker, who is an amazing author. She's published five uh, novels and poetry, and she's running a course called Wild Writing. Her course will essentially be uh, a, a get-go starting point for people who have not written before, uh, and also for people who are just looking for some inspiration. I did a course with Wanda some years ago and she's just amazing. She creates an extraordinarily safe environment for people who are using their own thoughts, ideas, experiences to start writing. And she's just she's just inspirational. I love her to bits. So that's Wanda Barker doing wild writing. We have Ruth Port, who's a master weaver, doing um, a raronga weaving course. She is uh, an ex-Raglan person who now lives at Ahitara. And Ruth is an amazing uh, artist. She has pieces in collections throughout the country and overseas. She is a very experienced in the tikanga around weaving and she brings that so beautifully into her teaching. Again, we've pitched the course here for beginners or for those more experienced looking for new challenges and new techniques. So that's Ruth Port. And then we have Doug Ford who is a very contemporary New Zealand painter. He's running a course on painting uh, with the New Zealand contemporary style. And this is the first time he has taught, but he has so much experience at painting, exhibiting New Zealand, Europe, uh, Australasia, uh, and he's based here in Raglan. So anyone wanting to see his work can uh, look for it at Maid Gallery. 
And then we have another Raglan um, resident, Sarah Bing, who's a potter, and she will be uh, running a course that is wheel-based, so people who've never thrown a pot on a wheel before will be up and running in no time at all. And for those who are more experienced, she uses the wheel as a foundation for moving into sculpture. So that's a really interesting development in a person's pottery. Cool. The the fifth stream is Dave Parker and Ben Collier, who will probably be known to quite a few of your listeners. Definitely. They mm-hmm. are two parts of the nukes. So they have uh, three currently they three they currently have three CDs or three albums, whatever they're called these days. Um, and all of that is original music. So David has been writing music since he was a teenager and Ben also has been writing for all of those albums. So we have some very experienced singer-songwriters who will take individuals or sometimes we might appeal, it might appeal to some teams where we have a lyricist and a musician working together and Ben and David will just really get them going. So we're really excited That's about cool. this program. So yeah. writing, weaving, painting, pottery and music, all in the beautiful Raglan. I mean, if you wanted to be creative, a breakaway to a place like Raglan's instantly going to do it and then add all that. Uh, what a cool program. And, and the Raglan arts community is really strong, isn't it? We have a very vibrant community here with lots of galleries. We have lots of musicians living here, writers. It's a really inspirational place. That's so cool. Now, how can people find out about this if they want to sign up? Well, they can go to our website, which is raglansummerart.co.nz. So that's nz, And they'll find... And much more information about each of the streams of the uh, Summer Arts School and they will have the opportunity to book into one of the courses that inspires them. That's cool. And Emma, our social media queen, is frantically typing raglansummerarts.co.nz and we'll post that up on our Kick Arts pages as well. So if you're listening, you can jump on there at any time and find out all the information. Um, thanks, Heather. That certainly sounds like a really cool program. And as you say, what a great way to start 2021, which we're all determined will be a better year. Absolutely, Stephen. Fantastic. Thanks so much for chatting. We'll make sure that word gets out for you. Thanks. Awesome. Take care of yourself. Bye. So, Chris, Sharon, have you done any of that list? Uh, Writing, weaving, painting, pottery, we know you've done music. How many of those did you tick off? Uh, Go through that list again, please. Writing? No. Sharon? Mm. No. Emma? Yes, all the time. Yeah, all the time. Weaving? No. Yes. Yes, you've done the weaving. I had a weaving loom when I was a teenager. I thought I was the shiz. And I used to do like wool hangings and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. There's my claim to fame. Anyway, carry on. Painting? Actually, yes. I used to have like miniature models, Lord of the Rings miniature models that I painted. So you know what? Yeah, I've done that. Lord of the Rings, you've mentioned that a few times, so I'm going to follow up on that shortly. I crystallise. I don't paint, but I I do crystal. Crystallise. Crystallise, yeah. 
A bling so bling. putting crystals onto paintings and blinging them up. A bling bling, yeah. Bling bling, uh, giving them a three D feel. Yeah, yes, yeah. Cool. You much. have a really really cool phone case. It's very shiny. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that. Sort of boring, flipping black and boring. Yeah, no boring. You do painting, Emma? Badly. Badly, yeah. Okay, here's yeah. the one that got me with Heather though. Pottery. Done any pottery? When I had to in school, yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, yeah. Just haven't done it since. It's always fun to make mess. I. Yeah. Was it really bad that when she said about throwing it on the wheel, I was like, you'd have to be careful you didn't break it? <laughs> but I didn't want to interrupt her and think I was trying to be really funny. I immediately thought of ghosts. So Ghost, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Only yeah. if there's a really nice man behind you with That's his shirt I, off. I mean, yeah. if Patrick Swayze oh, is there. Did I yeah. say that online? <laughs> we, should we get Heather back on the phone and say, now, if we yeah. come and do the pottery, who will be standing behind? Yeah. yeah. Cool, and obviously we're all doing lots of music because that's why we're here. Look, and what about you, Stephen? Uh, no, I can tick off the writing and the music, but um, I haven't done weaving other than school. Painting would be a Pauline and no pottery. Far too messy for me. So, yeah, thanks, Heather. nz. Check it out. Now, Sharon, we're going to turn to you now. It's uh, book review time. You have been busy reading. Uh, tell us about the first book, The Survivor, by Jane Harper, which arrived by international freight for you. Uh, what's it all about? Well, it did. Actually, this was a unusual book, really, for what you've given me so far. I actually really, really enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> oh, dear. It sounds awful, doesn't it? Sorry. It was a, thr- it was a thriller. Um, it was a mystery. It, was, it just had every tick that I was like, well, I'm really interested in reading this one. Um, basically, it was a... Yeah, a real mystery. Um, young guy goes home um, and basically dredges up the past, buried secrets. Seems to be small town. There were lots of things happening. Um, a young uh, a body is discovered on the beach uh, and then all these secrets start to come out of the cupboard. Ooh. It was. It was really, really exciting. And Who do you think it will appeal to? Look, I think anybody, really. Anybody who likes a good thriller. Okay. Um, it was, in fact, it, it did. It came from International Freight, but it was actually about an Australian um, Tasmania. I think it was based. God, isn't that terrible? Place. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, it, it was, yeah, you know, they went down to the surf and turf and real, yeah, small town, probably about 400 people living in the um, town. Um, but, yeah, loved it. Cool, okay. And what would you rate it out of ten? Yeah, good eight. An eight? Yeah. Cool, that's pretty high in the the Sharon book review stakes. It is. Okay. Um, Tasmania, beautiful place. You've been, eh, Emma? To Tasmania? Tasmania, drama conference once. Yes, you and I were there together. Remember buying Olaf for your daughter? That's right. I've spent many a time in Tasmania. I've got family there. It's the most beautiful beautiful part of Australia and people are just so friendly, like incredibly friendly and you can sit out at the waterfront at night on the beach and if you sit really still before you know it, you've got about 20 penguins all nestled around you. They just come straight up and nestle around your warmth. It's really cool. Yeah. A little bit random for a book review, but just thought I'd share it. So, uh, Sharon, your second yeah. book was Love America by Jenny Robin Jones, who Emma and I spoke to a couple of weeks ago. I was just going to say, you had her on a couple of weeks ago. So, this one um, was quite different. Um, it was about Jenny's... Um, journey basically to America where she had this kind of preconceived idea about 
what America was going to be like. Um, she travels with a um, person she refers to the whole way through the book as the old man. Um, and she was in a relationship with him, um, obviously on the journey. And then they went separate ways after he was ill. Um, and she did tell him that she was going to write this book. Um, for me, the, the relationship that she had with the old man was really interesting, I, I felt. Um, she goes to places which I always pronounced as Taos. It's not. It's pronounced as Taos. Oh. I learned that one. And Santa Fe in New Mexico, um, where she encounters a whole lot of different people. She went from D.H. Lawrence, Willa Cather, Georgia O'Keefe, a whole lot of different people, and she experienced what they experienced and where they stayed and wrote. And, yeah, it was um, interesting. Very she, different to the normal books that we would give you. Yeah, it was. Um I even had a look at the back, acknowledgement, permissions and references and, and, you know, that was like about six pages, which was quite, yeah, unique for me to have such an in-depth breakdown of what she was writing about. Um, Who do you think it will appeal to? Look, I think anybody who really is um, interested in literature um, and where do people get their inspirations different places I mean well, I think we all have a bit of a preconceived idea about America um, and this was certainly an eye opener for her um, from what she'd always thought it was going to be like um, it was yeah I, I think probably a bit more of a mature okay. audience possibly and rating out of 10 um, it was an unusual book for me as you say um, I'd give it a hmm, 5 Oh, that's a, that was a bit hard. A bit of a harder read, was it? For me personally, so yeah, my yeah, personal, it's, it's your review. Yeah, um, yeah, it was. I, yeah, I think somebody of a mature age group would probably uh, like it more. But as I say, I found her relationship interesting. Mm. That, that really some sort of home notes with oh, me, I think. Okay, yeah. cool. I like, oh. Ooh, so a five and an eight, but thank you for sending your books and We really appreciate it. Jane Harper's The Survivor and Love America by Jenny Robin-Jones, available where all good books are sold. Thank you, Sharon. Thank We're going to talk Karen. a little bit later in the show about something else you've been involved with. Um, Chris, Sharon, will be reviewing your music, but she waits till you're gone. She'll post it on social media just so sure it's not enough, public. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just thinking before when they were talking about, um, I, th- I think it was Heather talking about the albums that the Nukes did, you know, we're talking about making money in music these days in New Zealand, you know, gone are the days that we would go and buy a CD, which you had to do, it was the only way, or cassette before that, going back even further, our dear friends at Vinyl Revival bring out the vinyl, but now of course everything's so readily accessible I mean I tracked you down through YouTube was able to find the music how do you make money as a Kiwi musician? You just um, you just busk on Queen Street and just hope at least like once an hour for a gold coin to get some Mackies for lunch <laughs> um, nah, I, I mean it's a different world like you say isn't it? Um I mean, with Spotify, like you say, like anyone can go listen to it. But it means if you do happen to get 10 billion streams, you'll, you'll get some money. So um, that's the goal, to get 10 billion streams. But um, no, nah, no, nah, I, I joke. You, you can do it. Um, 
you know, if you get enough streams going. Also, live music now costs more money than it used to, because back in the day, like, I wasn't really around, but you'd have to buy a CD. But then concerts were, were cheaper, right. from what I hear, whereas nowadays it's kind of the other way around, and concerts are, like, 100 bucks or whatever, and most artists make their money from touring, right? which is great. Um, so the trick is building up people's love for you, your music, even yeah. if it's earning you next to nothing, so that when you do the concert, you're packing it out. Exactly, that's kind of the goal, yeah. And then, yeah, down the line, hopefully get some streams and some purchase, like some sales and stuff like that. But, yeah, for sure. It's a hard world, eh? Sure is. I'm just actually putting, check out Chris Bates' music now. I appreciate that. Up on our pages? Yeah. Awesome. Please, it's going someone listen up to on our music. Facebook page. <laughs> Please. And I'm putting up the link to Chris's Facebook page, where I'm sure if you jump on there, there must be some links to your music in there somewhere. Uh, yeah, there should be. Uh, <laughs> if not, he'll be posting it when he gets home. Um, Chris, you, you mentioned Spotify. I mean, we've had guests in here that, you know, Apple Music's their thing, Spotify, some are using Bandcamp. What gives you the best return? Or is it not about that? It's about what gives you the best exposure? Uh, that's a really good question. I don't well, even know. Well, Spotify what gives him 69.8 thousand streams this year. Wow. Um, he's been listened to on average for 2.7 hours. He's had 33,000 um, listeners over 86 countries. Oh, congratulations. And that's what <laughs> So that is under Spotify's 2020 Artists Wrapped. Wow. There we go. Some good research there on my Instagram. Oh, it's, it's on your Facebook it page. That's <laughs> true, true. So I'm going to share that to kick out. That's cool. true. My Instagram goes to my Facebook automatically, which is pretty great. Brilliant. Yeah. Technology. So, so Spotify has become your thing? Spotify. I mean, Apple Music's good as well. I, I checked my Apple Music for the first time in ages, and I'm doing, doing pretty well there as well, which... Um, which is good. I, I'm more of a Spotify guy, but I'm not opposed. I have an iPhone, so Apple's cool. Yeah. Yeah. The nice thing, um, whenever I'm researching on Apple for whoever's coming on our show each week, of course, it automatically gets added to my phone. So I think my kids Wonderful. are quite impressed at my wide range of music as, as different Kiwi artists now pop in. It's really cool, and I, I love that with Apple. You know, once you've yeah. done it, it sort of all syncs together. Yeah. You've mentioned Lord of the Rings a couple of times. Um, a fan, are you? Um, I'm a big fan. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. Big fan. It's like, it's up there. And by up there, I mean it's like my favourite movie ever. What? Well, movie, trilogy, movies. What is it plural. that's captivated it so much for you? Just Legolas, man. Just who? Just Legolas. <laughs> he, he's, he's dope at firing a bow and an arrow, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I, I got a bow and arrow as a kid and I was never as good as Legolas, but I tried and I failed and that's why I stopped shooting the bow and arrow. <laughs> but Legolas is the man. You need to start well, writing, the writing some, some music. That's inspired you from there. Probably It'd be should, a very hey. different sound. It's not a bad idea. Send it off to Peter Jackson. True, he's a Kiwi. I mean, they're all Kiwis, right? So, well, I mean, Peter Jackson's a Kiwi. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Speaking of music, Miss um, Emma, you've got something coming up. Oh, I have. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas at Spotlight Theatre in Papatoi Toi. The girls are busying themselves, decking the halls and trimming the trees in readiness for you. Joining them for a night of merriment at Christmas with Queen Street on Saturday 12th December. So grab some friends and book a table now at iticket.co.nz. Now, Sharon and I are coming along, and we're looking forward to your promise of merriment. Oh, cool. No, yeah, I'll be merry. 
So tell us about Queen Street. When did that all form? So Queen Street's been around now. We formed in August last year. And originally it came about because we were a group of four um, wahini toa in the performance area that wanted to perform. But for um, most of us, we're actually really busy as well. Um, Three of us are mums and we've all got full-time jobs and we were like, well, how can we perform together? Because the other thing was too was often we were ending up at auditions and musical theatre against each other. Mm. So it was a chance for us to perform side by side. Um, One of my co-queens is my best friend, so it's really cool to be performing with her. Nice. Um, So we launched... And with, with a co-papa that we were always going to give back. So our first concert was three of my students who were off to America. We did our launch concert as a fundraiser for them and they sang with us as well. And we gave each of those students $500 cool. to take away with them. Um, and then our Christmas with Queen Street last year was about the food bank, which it is again this year. So bring along anyone coming. Make sure you bring a couple of cans of food with you to put under our Christmas tree. Um, so, um, this year we've actually had to cancel because of COVID. We cancelled Queen Street Remembers, which was our Anzac Day gig. And we cancelled our Mother's Day high tea, which was songs for our mothers. Um, so this is our one and only gig this year. Wow. Um, so we're really excited to be presenting the Queens and again. Is it all Christmas songs that we're no. going to be singing along? Ooh, it's a mix. Ooh. It's a mix of songs. Um, and what we tend to do is, that's why we say there's something for everybody. We've got our own arrangements and medleys of known songs. And yeah, it's a definite mix of Christmas and non-Christmas and diva and non-diva. And it's definitely not all music theatre. Fantastic. And it's table seating and there are yummy grazing platters available to be booked as well. And it's going to be a great night. And then you can stay and have a drink and a bit of a boogie with us when the show finishes. Cool. Sounds great. And, and look, exactly that. What a year we've had. So it's about finding some key things, I think, between now and the New Year's to go and just celebrate, have some fun. So ours table seating, great chance, grab a few friends, come along, have a catch up with your friends while you listen to some good music. Cool. And the venue is? It is at Spotlight Theatre in Papatoi. And it's next Saturday. Next Saturday at 7.30 and tickets are available through our friends at iticket.co.nz. Brilliant. Christmas with Queen Street. Book at iticket.co.nz. Check out queen underscore, underscore street ST only on Facebook or Instagram. Now, the awkward question, Sharon, is will Emma let us review it the following Sunday? Of course I will. <laughs> could be dangerous. It well, could be. You won't. But I'm close enough that I can hit you. Um, <laughs> anyway. Cool. Chris, any Christmas songs on the horizon? That I've written or that I'm writing? Uh, or that you perform? Sure. Sure. Not really. Not really. Yeah. I not mean, this Christmas Day, you're forced to bring out the guitar, are you? I'm a big Bublé fan, I'm not going to lie. But I'm not smart. Like, they have some really hard chords, so I don't know if I can do that. I like Bublé. I'll learn some. I'll learn some. Do you have to pull out, uh, is your family like one of those families that every time you turn up to a family function, they're like, play for us, sing for us? Uh, I think they got used to me saying no, and now they don't anymore. But um, no, I joke. No, I I do get the guitar out sometimes, yeah. Yeah, they are, yeah. It's cool, though. So you're good to have around for a sing-along? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I enjoy music, so yeah, it's a good time. 
Well, time now to enjoy some more music. We're going to listen to a bit of Sam Smith now with his Christmas song. Um, and then we're going to chat to Andrea and Nick in Wellington about their group Butter Wouldn't Melt and their big gig happening next weekend at the Wellington Bluegrass Society. But right now, here's a bit of Christmas magic. Love yourself a merry little Christmas Let your heart be from now on, your troubles will be out of sight. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Make the Yuletide gay. Sam Smith. There's some great Christmas music out this year. Real mm. um, different mix of people. If you're on Apple, just go into one of their Christmas radios or whatever and you'll get such a, a mix. And I'm sure they're up on Spotify. Uh, artists that have been home during lockdown creating some different things. I always, though, I don't know whether I like original straight, you know how it's sung straight the first time and then you get people like Sam who's amazing runs and riffs and things which kind of make it his own but sometimes I'm just like cut the ribs just singing favourite Christmas song going round the room oh I don't know Candy Cane Lane Candy Cane Lane don't know that one Sharon oh I'm not sure not sure. Are you a traditional oh. Christmas yeah, Christmas well, hymn or a Christmas like, carol well, or a Christmas like, song? Yes, I do, really. Okay. Quite traditional, really. All right. I mean, I like Michael Bublé, and we've all got that CD that you've got to put on, obviously, for Christmas. Chris? Mine's Cold December Night by Michael Bublé. 
code to send banana. On his album, Christmas Deluxe Special Edition. Yeah, yeah I didn't pick Buble tonight. I thought we just, you know, you can get over Buble on the radio. Yeah. But we have got a few Sundays before we Christmas. Have, Buble we might have. pop up in the mix. We have. All right, time to have a, a little chat now with the wonderful Andrea and Nick, who are joining us from Wellington to talk to us a little bit about their group, Butter Wouldn't Melt. Welcome to the show, guys. Hi, Stephen. Hello. Lovely to have you both there. Has the rain stopped in Wellington this week? Yeah, luckily it has. (laughs) (laughs) Just. Just, just. So before we talk about next weekend's gig, tell us what or who is Butter Wouldn't Melt? Uh, So we're a... Trio. We're a trio right now. Um, <laughs> we do we play folk music, so which is a bit of an ambiguous term, but um, we play a mix of sort of country, blues, and Celtic traditional music. So we're not indie pop. Yeah, so, <laughs> you've been listening good. Maybe bonus pop. points. <laughs> 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 I am. Chris Bates is here. He says he is. I'm indie pop. Um, <laughs> but more indie than indie pop. <laughs> and tell us, how did your group form? Um, so we met back when we were 17 at the Auckland Folk Music Festival and then went for a while without seeing each other and then reconnected and started jamming again and also got together at the same time. Cool. Um, That's cute. Yeah. And who's That's the nice third? Way to connect through our music. Yeah, yeah. And who's the third person in your trio? Um, That's my dad. That's dad. We, now, we, just musically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh dear. And wow. there was some interesting posts today, Andrea and Nick, because as we shared your photo, um, somebody in your family commented, "You know, you need to make Dad smile and look like he's actually enjoying it." But he obviously loves it and how cool to be in a group that's playing with your family yeah yeah really we even sometimes have my mum come on and do harmonies as well oh that's cool now there was another post (laughs) there was another post but i did remove it but i am going to share it with you now because your photo (laughs) had the dogs on top of you i was just about to say who were the dogs and someone posted awkward family photo <laughs> and yeah. I did chuckle because I knew I you had a sense of humour. We need to get some proper publicity shots done now. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. an old good family photo. Yeah. <laughs> but I like the photo with the dogs. That's why I used it. Oh, it's cool. It's very cool. <laughs> very cool. So tell us about this gig happening next weekend, and that's at the Wellington Bluegrass Society. Yeah. So it's this Friday, December 11th at 8pm. And um, the Bluegrass Society is at the Petone Community Library. Cool. And is it just you guys or are there other groups performing? Um, there'll be some four spots as well. So a whole range of different people will come and do a couple of numbers. That's cool. And is this, is this the sort of last gig for the year? Yeah, probably will be, I yeah, think. Yeah. So I want to know why... Why did you come up with butter wouldn't melt? Are you cook? Are you are you good in the kitchen? Does the butter a not COVID, melt? Or what is COVID it? COVID baking title. 
<laughs> no, I'm terrible in the kitchen, actually. Um, it's actually just the, the look on Nick's face, really. He always has that look about him, like butter wouldn't melt. But no. It's a complete yeah. lie. <laughs> we, were, we were jamming at a, um, an old-timey musician's place, and we said we didn't have a name for a band, and she pulled out, a, like, a list of, like, 200 band names that she'd come <laughs> up with, and she's like, oh, I just have one of these. So we just... Scrolled through it as if we just liked that one, so we picked that one. Literally, that's all there is to it. Fair <laughs> enough, then. I think Emma was expecting a little bit of a yeah. deeper story. No, I kind yeah. of I wondered whether one of them maybe was accused of looking innocent, but wasn't actually, or right. something. You know, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what. That's why Andrew that's picked that because <laughs> apparently I'm that person. Wouldn't it be cool if that was dead? Gentle, and that's how you know he's lying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you sure it's not dead? <laughs> Oh, he's probably like that too, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I, now, I must have got it from somewhere. Because you guys play in that bluegrassy folk scene, can I ask, are all folk places and bluegrass places, like um, I went to a gig up here a few years at the bunker because a friend of mine plays in the folk scene, Kim Bonington. Yeah. And, um, oh, we know Kim. Yeah, you know, know Kim, Kim? yeah. <laughs> And I was blown away by going into this place where you put a few dollars into um, into the cup and you could have a glass of cask wine and then yeah. at halftime you made yourself a cup of tea. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that still happens. That happens. Yeah, that happens most places. $2 for a bottle of beer. Yeah. yeah. Donation. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of cool though, eh? Yeah. That, that still happens. Yeah. It was such a cool vibe at the bunker. You know, just yeah. that oh, real yeah, old. Yeah, yeah, we did a gig there earlier this year. We love it at the bunker. And you're both from musical families. Obviously, Nick, your your family's literally involved with you. And Andrea, we're actually interviewing your mum with a different group in a week yeah. or two's time on the show. Uh, it's Celtic Ferret. Yes. Have I got that right? Um, yeah. And they're <laughs> doing some gigs. Uh, well, all over the place. So, obviously, music's in your blood as well. Do you think both of you, it, it's just, you know, growing up with music, so it's what's inspired you to then take it to the next level? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We we're both so absorbed into the folk music scene that it's just entrenched with who we are now. Yeah. So, tell us what, who plays what? Like, we know Dad yeah. plays the double bass. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, Nick's on guitar and vocals, and I do harmonies and vocals as well as tin whistles and I play something called a dulcimer. What is that? So it's like an Appalachian folk musical instrument with like strings and you play it on your lap. Ah, yes, <laughs> yes. So is it kind of like a xylophone? No, it's, it's, kind, of, it's kind of like a... Like a mandolin on your lap, oh, cool. almost. But, but it's, it's, it's the, way that, the way that it's set up means that the notes... Uh, an octave, so there's no like in between notes. It's all just continuous. Wow, mm. very cool. And um, do you write folk music as well as cover? As like, is it all originals or is it more covers or is it a bit of both? Yeah, so we're doing all originals at this concert. Um, we're currently working on our album that we're recording at the moment, which will be all originals. But we also do a lot of covers too, mainly things like Julian Welsh and. Um, iron and wine, that sort of thing. And when you do your gigs, do you get um, people making requests? Uh, sometimes. 
Um, not too often, though, especially when you're doing originals. They don't so much. I just wondered with the covers if there was kind of like go-to folk songs that oh. people always ask oh, for. Everyone always requests like Wagon Wheel and stuff, but we just say no. <laughs> <laughs> you get it at jams mostly. Yeah. Oh, good. Sorry, he keeps dropping keep the headphones out. He's, He's dropping really the headphones. Out. <laughs> He's falling out of my ears. They don't fit properly. But um, it's more at jams at folk festivals and stuff. It's very common for people that have songs that they're known for that people have heard before and people always ask you to play it. We have actually had one of our originals requested, which was a really cool feeling. Oh, yeah, I bet. Yeah, but someone actually remembered what it was. (laughs) And you mentioned recording music, so my final question was going to be goals for 2021. Are we releasing some of these songs? Yeah, we hope to release the album next year. We're recording it at the moment. It's going well. Right. To get them there. And then we want to go on tour around New Zealand and perform live at some folk venues around the country too. Brilliant. Well, make sure you add us to your mix. You're always welcome in here to perform live. We're going to listen to Chris in a second perform live. Um, so there's always a slot for you guys when you're in Auckland. Oh, perfect. Now, just to wrap, where can people uh, find out tickets for next Friday? Um, so you can check out our Facebook or Instagram, which is Butter Wouldn't Melt Music. And it's just door sales, so... Yeah, so you can um, just rock up. Yeah, just rock up. That is... But be there early, because it's going to be really busy. (laughs) 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 Good plug. Excellent. And the details are up on our Facebook page, and feel free to give the Awkward Family photo a title while you're on there. Um, (laughs) Thanks so much for chatting. Say a big hi to your dad, and all the best with your performance next week. Thanks, Stephen. No problem. Uh, That was Nick and Andrea from Butter Wouldn't Melt. And in our inbox this week, we've got a very Filipino Christmas, a disaster relief fundraising event supported by Auckland Live taking place uh, next Saturday, the 12th of December at the Aotea Centre. We have from 3 to 5.30 a mini Filipino food and parole donations markets, followed by the Christmas show at 6pm. And from the creative arts to university students, climate change activists to lawyers and accountants, the Filipino community of Auckland has voluntarily come together to raise funds for the Philippines, which has been ravaged by five consecutive typhoons in October, while in the middle of a global global COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah, they've had a real tough time. Uh, So check this out. Uh, It's a disaster relief fundraising event, December the 12th at the RTS Centre. Tickets are $30 for adults, $15 for children or $80 for a family. And we'll post up the link on our website uh, because it's a Facebook page where you can find out all the information. We'll get that up a little later in the show. Um, Chris, if I come back to you now, you're going to sing live for us. Sounds what, good. What are you going to sing? Um, I'm going to sing a song on my EP that just came out called um, Find A Way, if that's okay. Um, I wrote it with um, my friend Jana, actually, who sings on the second verse on the song, but um, I guess it's just me today on my lonesome. It's just you, no pressure. And um, we'll just let you sort of get comfortable right. and get get settled and get organised. Yeah, and tomorrow. a bit like um, New Zealand Idol, we've got three judges here all ready to go. Uh, I'm very sensitive. Please be nice. <laughs> Please, there's no Simon Cowles here today. Okay. And hopefully we can sort of mix this as we go. Just point that green mic towards your yeah. guitar there and take it away. Okay. Here is a bit of Chris Bates live Thank with you. Find A Way. 
Girl, you're looking like a heartbreaker. Anywhere you want, yeah, I'll take you. But you're staring at your cell phone. Do you want me now? I don't know. I'm not asking for affection. Just a little of your attention. Check your history. Do you still see me? Yeah. Yeah, you close me. Oh, and then you shut me down. I don't know where you at right now. Why you at right now? I thought we had something special, but you pushed me away. I thought you were someone different, but I still want you to stay. Can we find a way? Find a way. I don't want nobody else to tell me how to find a way. Find a way. Just trying to get through. Just trying to get to you. You text me to come over. You don't want me to stay. I check over my shoulder to see you looking at those boys on Instagram, on Snapchat. Got me tripping, babe. I'm gonna snap back to reality. 'Cause I'm done taking the blame for your insecurity. I thought we had something special, but you pushed me away. I thought you were someone different, but I still want you to stay. Can we find a way? Find a way. I don't want nobody else, so don't tell me how to find a way. Find a way. Just trying to get through, just trying to get to you. You and me, we got a good thing going. Yeah, you and me, gotta work this out. You and me, we got a good thing going. Gotta work this out. You and me, we got a good thing going. Yeah, you and gotta work this out. You and me, we got a good thing going. Gotta work this out. Wow, wow. Fantastic. Absolutely outstanding. Oh, my goodness. Emma, I just feel it's such a luxury this year to take over this show and just see the amazing Kiwi talent. We've seen them on stage, off stage, music. But to have people play live like this... um, Wow, our music world's in safe hands. It sure is. And actually, um, Chris James Hunter was listening in. We're still live at the moment, so you can wave at him because he's watching. You're the man, bro. I love you. And he said, you are a legend. You're a legend, bro. There you go. Just trying to be more like you. Yeah, that's cool. See you uh, in a week or so's time, James. You're coming on the show. Um, well done, Chris. Yeah. Thank what you. A, it's just such a beautiful sound. Such a beautiful sound. I'm going off live now, so thanks, guys, for watching. Listen to us live. Um, congratulations. What's next on the horizon? Like, What's the long-term goal for you? Where are you heading? Um, just a lot more music here. I'm really excited for next year because I'm going to release heaps more music, hopefully a couple EPs. Um, Hopefully a couple of shows, looking like a cool year. Hopefully, like, there won't be any more lockdowns, we'll see. So, like, gigs will probably be more of a thing next year, which will be super exciting. Heaps of music. Um, yeah, 
That's cool. That's nice. It. Make sure you let us know so we can I will do, it. and thank you so much for having me. No, it's been that's cool. awesome. We're going to keep chatting, but we'll let you catch your breath for a second. Um, that leads nicely, Sharon, to something you and I attended yesterday morning, which was the launch of My Music Ignites My Soul. And this was a program created by Pauline Grogan, yes. I got that name right, and and correct me as I go, but uh, working with the Duke of Edinburgh uh, service system through high schools, students work inside rest homes and um, perhaps retirement villages or even into dementia units, creating playlists of music for the residents in those rest homes that take them back to their early years where their memories are sitting. Yes. Did so, I get that relatively right? Yeah, you did. Um, so Pauline had a friend who has dementia. Um, she went in and they always used to sing Danny Boy. Um, and she'd known her since she was 17. Um, and this Colleen had been a big part of her life. She went in and she started singing Danny Boy. And Colleen responded with, it's you, it's mm. you. So... She hadn't responded to anything. The nurses had said, yeah, look, she's, it's a bad day. Um, and so Pauline's always made a point of, you know, making a choice of um, your music uh, and what you'd like to listen to. She's got a friend who's in opera, and she just thought she would, what she asked her, what would be one of your songs that you'd want? And she said, um, Freddie Mercury. Mm. And she's like, what? But you sing opera? And she's like, yeah, yeah, but actually, I really want to hear that. Um, so not assuming that people, you know, what they might want to listen yeah. to as they get old. And I guess if you've got a family member that's suffering from dementia or Alzheimer's, it's getting that playlist um, together so that they can relive their moments. And we talked on this show a couple of weeks ago about the, the beautiful clip on Facebook of the lady um, who hadn't communicated for many years and she was part of a royal ballet when she was young. They played Swan Lake through headphones on her ears and in her wheelchair she suddenly started dancing and then they play the original clip of her dancing and it's it's almost arm movement for arm movement perfect yet she hadn't moved for like 10 years so it's just so incredible what music can do and if you th- were at the launch so the the people from the care center at somerset they had a, a group of people that sung um songs that was you know country road yeah, um, yeah. The, where everybody was singing 10 guitars, Engelbert Humberdink. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, and they all became alive. They had different colour hats on and they were in wheelchairs mm. or walkers or, yeah, and everybody was singing. So we're hoping to catch up with Pauline in the new year. Uh, we're giving her time to recover. It's been a, a busy time and herself has had a, um, a bad health year as well. Absolutely. So hopefully we'll get her on in January, but My Music Ignites My Soul, you can look it up, supported by uh, the Duke of Edinburgh Award, Rotary and Age Concern. Age Concern. Um, really awesome to see great stuff like that happening. It was. It was fantastic. Yeah, and a very special morning seeing, seeing that. It was very emotional. There's a lot of emotions in the room. It was a very different launch to what we usually go to. Yeah, it was. And I think that's quite the difference as well. It was real emotions. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. All right, we're going to take a quick music break now with a a little bit of Sia, who has jumped on to the Christmas bandwagon. Oh, Father Time, you and me. 
And every day is Christmas. Um, I didn't anticipate Sia putting out a Christmas album. No, and I wonder, does she still have Maddie, what's her name, from Dance Mums dancing for her? Oh, I don't know. Anybody following? Because yeah, remember right. all of her dance things used to have Maddie Scherfer, Scherfering or whatever name was that got made famous from Dance Mums was in all of her dance and all her music videos. Are you doing music videos? Is that something on the cards for you, next Chris? Next year, yeah. I've done like lyric videos, which is kind of cheating, but actual <laughs> music videos next year, yeah. So when you say a lyric video, do you mean like there's a YouTube with a so- with a standard background, but uh, the lyrics come yeah, up? Yeah, pretty much. It's like an animated video with some like car moving or something like that, but... Yeah, I haven't been ready to show my face yet, but I feel like next year it's I'll bite the nice bullet and do it. Face. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> that's, very, that's very kind. So um, while that was playing, though, interestingly enough, Chris was sitting there, he picked up yeah. his guitar and he started uh-huh. playing. So do you have a musical ear that you can, Is that, or did you know that song? Or were you just kind of going, oh, that sounds like this chord structure? I'm just a chord nerd. I, <laughs> I, I just... I was just figuring it out. I don't know. I'm like, what are these chords? And then I need to get my guitar and figure the chords out because if I don't know, then that's really bad. I don't know. Yeah, it's a cool song. I haven't heard yeah. the song before. But it's really cool to be able to do that. I'm always... Um, a, yeah, and or someone and, who can. Yeah, those like, people wow. that sit down at yeah. the piano and just start playing and you kind of, or you kind of go, I'm going to sing a song in F major and they just go... Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh my God. Do you know what key that song was in? It was in C minor, otherwise known as E flat major, just, you know. So you were close, almost F major. There we go. (laughs) 
That's cool. Um, now, Emma, we're keen for some feedback from our listeners as we approach our Christmas wrap. We are, because obviously we're going to stay um, on air during the Christmas and New Year break. Many of the Planet FM shows play reruns as such during that busy period, but we've decided oh, to stay here. Um, we kind of have a a uh, bit of a, you know, thing to, not a point to prove, I don't mean that, but, you know, we were... Yeah, we've we gone st- live all year. Yeah, we stayed live during COVID and we want to stay live during Christmas and New Year. Mm. But we were thinking that we would replay a few of your favourite interviews, maybe. So let us know, during the year, what did you enjoy hearing? And we can play snippets from past episodes while Stephen and I sit in the studio together having some summer merriment. Um... Yeah, yeah, and it might be a favourite artist, might be something you think, oh, everyone should listen, and we might even medley together some of our, you know, if you could tell your 16-year-old self questions, because, man, we got some good answers through that from that throughout the year. I'm actually wishing in a way that we'd kept all the bloopers from our COVID um, Zoom <laughs> interviews, because I think we could have actually medleyed together a really good blooper run. Yeah, 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 especially when we hadn't hit record and got to the end of a very long interview and then said to them, oh, I'm really <laughs> Sorry, guys, but we're going to need to do that whole thing again. <laughs> or, was so or when it was more when Zoom didn't um, convert properly. Oh, yeah. And then we had to ring them that back and it. go, oh, it had recorded, but it hasn't converted. Can we do that again? Yeah. Was the second interview as good as the first? No. People abbreviate their answers. So the first interview, you get nice, clear, long, but the second time they kind of feel like they've already told you. So they feel ripped off. Yeah, so they sh- well, they shorten everything and thinking that they don't want to bore you because they've already told you. It's quite different, isn't it? Yeah. Time. Did you do much Zooming during lockdown, Chris? Yeah, it's kind of what we could do, doing music. I couldn't really go do music sessions with people, so there was a lot of figuring out what Zoom, like figuring out how Zoom worked for music and stuff, which is it's good, but I do prefer in person. Yeah. It's but good, you, though. But you think about what you just did then, and, you know, you went Facebook Live, I presumed, over there. Um, we do live in a world now that people love to just catch that moment. I, I, I was actually saying goodnight to my daughter the other night, and on Instagram, Josh Pittman. Do you know Josh, who's um, well-known in Australia, who's the lead in many shows, and then has gone off and done Phantom and things, and he's got himself stuck in London. He eventually got back to Australia just the other night, and he is in isolation. And so what he does every night at around 11 o'clock New Zealand time, PM, he suddenly will do a song request, and anyone can go on Instagram Live, request a song, and he just lets rip but of course halfway through you've got people banging on the wall of the hotel next to in the room next door because every night at probably nine o'clock Aussie he's letting rip but suddenly I've watched every night it's gone from 35 or 40 people to now hundreds tuning in and listening to whatever song he's going to play tonight and he takes your request and he can mid-sing and do shout-outs while he's going he's great we, we, we're having a real crack up and it's all in this hotel room wow that's so, super cool. There's your mission. Okay, so we want some, some random live videos as you're creating your next song. Just start plugging them out there. All right, that's a plan. That's a plan. <laughs> cool marketing tool, though, eh? Like, because people now will know who he is. Yeah. And when he does get on stage, because Australia now opening up their yeah. their musical exploits. Which I'm guessing mm. he's come back for and hasn't yeah, said yet. I wonder which in. one he's doing. Mm. Oh, how exciting. Because, mm. you know, Come From Way is going to open up open up finally and, and he, Hamilton and yeah. 
Frozen. Yeah, and he could, and could be a good Sven in Frozen. I'd rate him in that one. Yeah. 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 Very um, cool. How do you promote your music? So obviously, you know, you're on Spotify and all that, but what are you doing that, that promotion side? Are you relying solely on social media? Yeah, I just hound people over Instagram and Facebook and... Yeah, primarily Instagram and Facebook. Mainly Instagram. I'm bad at Facebook. <laughs> but I post there as well because I set up my Instagram so it posts on Facebook for me. Um, yeah, I guess social media is pretty much, yeah. I have like a website, but I don't really use it, <laughs> honestly. So, And you're doing all this yourself? You don't have anyone managing you? I have my, uh, nah, I'm pretty independent, yeah. I'm pretty independent. But I have like friends which help me, who help me out, which is super great. I, I'm very much not on my own, yeah. which is cool. What point do you think you need to make the call that yeah, actually I need a manager when, when do, is that when it gets just too busy yeah too busy and that's the advice I've got as well is when you're too busy that maybe that's when you need a manager um, yeah because I mean at, at the end of the day right now I'm kind of alright doing it on my own but it does get stressful at points so I don't know yeah we'll see <laughs> maybe sometime in the next year or something cool yeah so what does the cr- famous Chris Bates do to relax the famous Chris Bates who's he <laughs> <laughs> um uh, well, this Chris Bates. Um, what do I do to relax? That's a really good question. Go like, on big know. walks in Dairy Flat and go and play with the animals. Yeah, there's lots of trees there. It's chasing the llamas. Ride some sheep or something. I don't know. No, I like the beach. I live near some beaches, which is cool. I like to go to the beach. Cool. Yeah. We have a famous question on kick arts. We, we ask it one of two ways, depending on the age of the person in the chair. So when you're, um, six, when, when you're older, let's say, let's say it that way, um, how will you know you've been successful? God, it's the, it's the deep question. It is the yeah. deep question. Um, you see, when you're old, if you were older, we would have asked you what you would tell your 16-year-old right. self. But, yeah, 16 was too close. So yeah. success when you're old is your question. Uh, I, I mean, I, I think just did you do what you wanted to do? Cool. So I what don't know. do you want to do? <laughs> I, I just don't... I don't know. I, I see people... And, like, you got to do what you, like, want to do in life and stuff like that. But I see people that are really into music and then they're like, ah, oh, might not work out, might do something else. And, I, I mean, which is fine, which is fine. But, like, I just don't want to look back when I'm older and be like, ah, oh, but, like, what if you tried it, though? You know what I mean? So, yeah, I just don't really want to regret anything. Yeah. Cool. No awesome. regrets. That's a good position to be in. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, when do you hope to release the album? Um, for now, it's probably a couple more EPs, which is like a mini kind of half album, um, just so I don't have to dedicate myself to like a full project. But I have an EP out now, probably an EP mid, early to mid next year, EP late next year, maybe an album the year after that, but we'll see. Yeah. The EP seem to be the new way. You know, yeah. at the start of the year, not so much, but by the end of the year, it does seem to be the way. Mm. And is that because you can sort of get that sense of achievement of getting it out rather than trying to get 20 songs together for an album? Kind of. I, I guess I look at it like it's more of a, uh, I don't know, less of a big deal. Like, I don't know, with EPs, for me, uh, I kind of like the idea of putting out like five songs on a project and then soon after that putting out five songs on another project rather than so like one big the project yeah 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 exactly and it kind of um you don't have to dedicate to one set theme or anything like that which i will do down the line for sure i love albums but yeah i reckon like five song five song five song something like that yeah 
Brilliant. Well, Chris, it's been an absolute pleasure to have mm. in the studio. Thanks tonight. So much thank, for you me. thank you so much. And we reached out to you and you just jumped on board. So thank you. My pleasure. Um, if our audience are listening, we'll be posting all the details on where you can find Chris and his musical, I think, knowing Emirates already. I have. I've put his Facebook page up on our Facebook page. And of course, he was tagged into our Instagram posts earlier today. Brilliant. So support him and make sure you're listening and, and downloading that music. And Chris, come back to us when you've got the next song. We'd love to. Um, play it live here first. Love to be back. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Awesome. And Sharon, you're going to join us in a couple of weeks time for our sort of final wrap of the year with another book review and a bit of mischief that we plan to get up to for our Christmassy episode. Thank you. I can't wait. And uh, we'll see you at Queen Street next Saturday. Woohoo! Emma, thanks for another great show. Mm, It's been great. Good luck getting Queen Street on the road. Yeah, it's a big week this week because yeah. we've also got the Stage Antics Showcase on Friday. I've got Ooh. a holiday program running oh Thursday and Friday. Anyone wanting to come to Music Theatre Toolbox, if you're aged between 11 and 18, come along and spend two days doing musical theatre. Awesome. Well, we're going to go out now with a bit of Adina Menzel. Beautiful. So, everybody, go out there and make sure you kick some arts.
Yeah. 